0: Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. So one of the things that I get asked semi-frequently is, how can you propose to offer advice for mental health stuff if you're not mentally well? In the sense that on my social media and through my poetry and all of the stuff I do, I share when I'm down. I share my depression and anxiety and symptomology of PTSD. I share the impact that it has on my life and sort of present a realistic view of mental health. But then I also suggest things that will significantly improve functioning and functionality, or at least things that work for me. But the question I get asked is, as well, unless you're in a perfect mental state, how can you suggest advice? And my my response to this is, and this is sort of why I'm sharing this podcast, is that the reality of life and the reality of mental health is that you fluctuate, you go up and down, and to to assume that someone is always going to be in a perfect mental state is completely unrealistic. Just just have a think about it for a second. You know, like there's all these people online. You know, there could be meditation coaches or instructors or life coaches or sort of online personalities. And they, they put out this front that it's like, do this and you will be fine. Or look at me, I'm always perfect. And I've sort of got it figured out, I've sorted it out, and now I'm in the best mental state ever. And if you do what I do, if you buy my products, if you subscribe to my you know channel, whatever, you can also be perfect forever. Obviously, I'm oversimplifying things, but that's the view that they project. And before I started this channel, I I realized that I had a couple of options. I could only post content and only put forward the positivity and sort of, you know, replicate that sort of stuff. But instantly I dismissed it because it's completely dishonest. Because the thing is, if you follow their advice and you start falling and your mental state drops, their advice is no longer applicable to you. You can no longer connect to them in a real sense because it's like, well, okay, they're perfect. They don't feel any sort of pain. They never suffer with depression. I must be doing something wrong or I'm separate or I'm alone. And if there's a community that's built up around them, the people in that community that stay there will mirror and parrot the, the leader, the, the person that they're following, right? And that just to me seems unhealthy and unrealistic. I think a more realistic approach, and once again, everything that I do online is sort of based around what I would have wanted when I was a teen, when I moved out of home early, when I was struggling with anxiety and depression and suicidality, when I didn't have the level of meditative practice behind me, when I didn't have the knowledge behind me from countless self-help books, when I didn't have the hours of therapy behind me. What I'm putting out there is what I would have wanted then. And, you know, part of that is a realistic look at the downsides. When I'm feeling bad, it sucks, but that's the reality of my situation. So, the way that I sort of justify it to myself is that, yes, okay, there are times that I'm in a bad state, but I'm going to share it. I'm going to share the reality of what that's like. like. So, So, case in point, a couple of days ago from the point of recording, I shared a video where I basically expressed this mood that it was like, no matter what I did, I just knew that I wouldn't be happy. If I was to stay on my own, I would be depressed and miserable. If I got inebriated, like drunk or stoned or whatever, I'd be miserable. If I caught up with friends, any of them, I- individually, collectively, doing any activity, I would have been miserable. I just I just had this, this, this feeling that I wasn't going to be happy in any state and then i was just saying like you know this this is the reality of my life as it is right now for whatever reason and i know the reason i'll get into that but this is where i'm at and that's okay so i share it in the sense to basically say to you that if you feel that way that's okay that's normal and to have hope that and faith that and the knowledge that if you continue with your self-care if you continue to see the therapists if you Take the action that you know works for you. And that'll probably be different to what works for me. But if you do those things, your mental health will inevitably improve. So what I hope that you get out of this is a realistic look at mental health. Obviously, it's filtered through my own experience. But a realistic look at mental health and ways that you can improve your own. Now, some of the things that I do won't be for you. But what I suggest is, is that you try a bunch of stuff and whatever works, you keep going. And then you'll eventually work yourself out to know that, okay, in general, if I do the following things, I will feel better. So for me, those following things would be meditation, exercise, certain forms of socialization, saying no to certain things, saying yes to other certain things. There's actions that I can take, writing therapy, that over the long term, in terms of you looked at my mental state as a trend line, it's pulled me up and out of the depths of despair and into a state where I'm comparatively and relatively high-functioning. I'm able to maintain work for years now. I'm able to maintain a family and social life. Obviously, I have issues. But over the long term, there's an improvement. And the other reason I share the downturns is because when you have a downturn, when I, in the past, when I did have a downturn, it was easy to sort of lose myself to it. I would go on binges of anxiety and depression, and that would lead to binges of intoxicants. And that would all sort of compound upon each other. And it just, it led to a lot of time taken in this sort of self-rumination, self-despair, self sort of just just falling into that space. So my hope is that if I show you the ups and the downs and the quick turnarounds and all that sort of stuff, that you two will be inspired to just push through to keep going with your self-care and heal. I would strongly, strongly suggest that everyone has a therapist that they trust, that they can see regularly if they need to. Don't have to, but just have one that you, you have a relationship with. I'll strongly suggest that you meditate daily, exercise daily, and practice writing therapy, because writing therapy is a way that you can introspect, look into yourself, and yeah, <laughs> start getting the thoughts onto the page so that you're not dealing with them in your brain. So speaking of, what what caused this recent downturn? Well, I, I started recording a new Skillshare course, and the Skillshare course is called Art Therapy. It's not out yet. It will be out at a later stage, but this is sort of a supplement to the previous courses on writing therapy and on poetry therapy. Basically, the idea being that if you you can use art as a form of expression. And part of the, the course, I share some of the art that I did. I'm no artist. The art sucks. But it's a form of creative expression. But unfortunately, the act of reviewing and looking over that art and contemplating it put me back into that mindset a little bit. And from that mindset, that mindset caused me to remember past issues and those past issues pulled and pushed me into a certain mental state that made a new poem come. And this, this this poem that's coming, I'm in the process of writing it. I'm not yet finished with it, but it's basically me processing further some of the trauma of my past. I had a realization that I could, theoretically, as an adult, find the people who hurt me, who did terrible things, and... Seek vengeance. And the poem is an expression of those feelings. And as you can imagine, it's quite hard to work through and to process and to sort of go down that dark path in the mind. Because I know that the better approach would be to acknowledge and accept it and to start working through it and letting go. Of it. But part of that working through and accepting and acknowledging is to just feel it. I have a lot of resentment and anger, hatred to these people. So theoretically, there's options. Not that I ever would, of course. Because to do so would cause a significant disruption. To do so would be immoral. To do so would put me into the same creature that they are. But my brain went there. And as you can probably tell it's still recovering from it, but I know that the act of writing the poetry, I've had two, two sessions on this poem, and I'm going to go again, and I think after another session it'll be complete, and I'll post it and share it, but I know that the process is, is quite challenging, but once it's created, once I've written it, there will be a release, because that release happens all the time. I'm, I'm looking at on my desk here, my book, Words on a Page, Killing My Inner Demons Through Poetry, and that poetry book is basically an expression of similar such feelings and thoughts. And every single poem in there was very challenging to write, very challenging to express. But once it was out, once it was done, once it was created, my God was the the feeling good. So obviously I'll I'll share I'll share and post on my social when that poem's out and when the art course is out and all that sort of stuff, but the reason I'm sharing all of this is to, to to share it to let you know it's okay that your mental health goes up and down. It doesn't mean that you can't share what works. I mean, if I was sharing advice of what what you know, quote unquote, what works, and I didn't do it myself, or it wasn't producing long term goal long term improvements, that would just be silly. But the real world look is that good things happen, bad things happen, mental health goes up and down, but there are things you can do to positively impact it, to push it in the right direction. The final thing I want to suggest or talk about is the, the, the dual benefit of active listening and honest and open expression. So I'm of a firm belief that, and this is why I share my work, that when you honestly and openly Express yourself as true to your core self as possible. Not only are you creating beautiful art, and by beautiful, I don't mean like aesthetically pleasing. I mean raw, to the core, expressive feelings, right? You're creating art that means something. Not only are you creating that art, but you're also sharing a real look at a real life human. There's a lot of positional playing. There's a lot of sort of putting on a front. There's a lot of just sort of faking it till you make it, both in person but particularly online. And it's just disingenuous. You know when you watch like a reality TV show and everyone's with this like, you know, outlandish personalities and they're super bubbly and they're just sort of like it's like this is this is a parody of reality. It's not real. When you develop a practice of speaking openly and honestly, you're starting to cut through all that noise and saying like, "Hey, this is the reality." You know, when someone asks how you're feeling, if it's not just like a casual, you know, flippant thing of just a checkout person, but if it's someone's like, how are you feeling? And you're like, well, I'm feeling this way and you don't sugarcoat it. It's just like, this is, this, this is what's happening in my life. This is reality. You're you're, you're helping to build real human connection because if everyone puts on this facade, then, (laughs) then everyone's living in a fantasy world. And then I suppose the flip side of this is the active listening. I fear that a lot of people wait for their turn to talk. They don't listen, but they have a conversation with someone not listening, just sort of just waiting until it's their turn to talk on that topic. And then the f- person they're talking to isn't really listening either. It's just this sort of duality of people just waiting to talk, waiting to talk, waiting to talk. And by the end of it, you've expressed everything, but you haven't been heard. I'm really trying to, when I'm with people, just... Let them express themselves and give them the space to do so. Obviously, I will respond and engage and do all that good stuff. But what I mean more is is that if every time you're talking, you're not learning. Every time you're talking, other people aren't able to express themselves. And obviously, like a conversation is a backwards, you know, a back and forth and all that sort of stuff. But Mm -hmm. I'm sort of trying to like in real time highlight when I'm talking to satiate my own ego. When I'm talking because the conversation would be enhanced by my talking. There's a couple of friends that I've had, long-term long-term friends, that we get into these deep conversations where one of us might be talking for five, ten minutes with the other person just nodding or making those sort of like, mm, good, yep, those sort of comments. Active listening and then, you know, deconstructing it and talking about it back. But one person might be talking for quite some time. And by the end of it, you find a couple of things happened you you know the story that they're telling quite deeply and the person that's sharing it gets to use you as a way to explore their inner self it's like a springboard it's like a like a mirror to their inner world and through active talking with someone that's really sitting there listening to you there's there's a real deep and therapeutic benefit and a deep connective benefit so something i'm really trying to work on is active listening and open honest communication it's quite, it's not as easy as it sounds because to, to actively to, to openly and honestly express your deep true self opens up opens you up to vulnerability if i share with you my inner thoughts and sort of you know open my soul up and bear it to you bear it to the world you can now take advantage of that i i, I continue to do it online as, as an example but part of me worries what i'm sort of setting up in the sense that I am putting myself out there. I am saying to the world, it's like, hey, this is me. This is my darkness. This is my fear. This is my soul. It's scary. What can people do with that information? How could someone choose to hurt me with it? So there is a little bit of a fear there. And it requires a lot of trust. But I know that ultimately, it's the reality of my situation anyway. So was were someone to purposely or inadvertently hurt me with it, which over the over the years has happened, <laughs> um, I'll get over it and it'll make me stronger because it is just facing that reality of my inner world. And on the other side of things with the active listening, if I ever hope to understand someone on a deep level, I have to listen to them actively, not just hear the information, but ingrain it understand the tone, the causality, all of the different little things that come along with the communication. And that way we can actually connect on a deeper level. So before I sign off, I just want to let you know a couple of little things. I've released another book called Reflections of the Self, The Poetry Insights and Wisdom of Silence. It is out now as a paperback and ebook and soon to be audiobook. I'll let you know when that does come out on audio by playing a couple of chapters on the podcast, and you know, as as with everything I do, I release everything for free over time. Once again, because young me wouldn't have been able to afford it, wouldn't have trusted it, and would have wanted to know what I was getting before I bought. So that's that's the hope. And basically, this is a it's a, it's hard to explain what this book is. It's it's sort of like a a poetry and uh, discussion book. I, I share a poem, share a bunch of poems, and then talk about the poetry, what I've learned from that poetry. And it's, it's, if, if you like what I write in terms of my poetry, if you like the discussions that I do on Insight Timer and on this podcast, it's sort of going down that path from, from a sort of a philosophical, a spiritual, meditative, introspective, self-care, self-help sort of approach. So it's sort of like it'll, I'll share a poem, talk about the poem, and then sort of repeat the poem so the poem sticks. The idea being is that it will get you thinking about those deep thoughts that inner wisdom, those insights, it'll start helping you to move towards positivity, to creativity, towards growth, and away from the negativity of your past and of your present and of your just inner state. So like I said, reflections of the self, the poetry, insights, and wisdom of silence. There'll be a link down below so you can read a bit more about it. And once it's out on audio, I'll start sharing the chapters. I hope you're well. Have a good uh, festive season. And just as a super side note, I understand that this this time of year can be quite challenging. The, the the rates of intoxication, of familial issues, of abuse, of family violence, of suicide, all of these things skyrocket over Christmas. So if you're struggling because of family issues or personal issues, reach out to someone. DM me, connect with me, but reach out to people in your life as well. And Make sure that you're connecting with and just shooting people a message and saying, Hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, I'm here if you need. Or just, just, just even something less simple, just shoot them, share, share this podcast with them, share, share a, um, some mental health meme or blog post or anything like that. The idea being that if you're like, Hey, this is, you know, I'm thinking of you, this, this, I feel like you would benefit from listening to this or reading this, you're opening the door to the communication. You know, it's hard. If you see someone struggling and the first thing you say is like, hey, I'm worried about you, you might meet a brick wall. But if the first thing you say is like, hey, um, you know, if you ever want to chat, let me know. Or, hey, I read this, I thought of you. And you're just sort of opening the door and saying, you know, you're unlocking the door and saying, hey, if you want to come through, I'm on the other side, I'm ready to talk. And that literally might save someone's life. And it's it's, it's, it's it's a hard thing to consider and you obviously don't have to save the world, but it's good to have options to talk to. And in the same way you would want to have someone there for you, you can be that person for someone else. And if it gets too heavy, if it gets too much, if they start opening up to you, help them find professional supports. Find a professional therapist. Find someone that can specifically help manage their their specific issues, whatever those may be. So anyway, um, all of the stuff that I've mentioned will have links down below. And yeah, have a good festive season. Cheers.